Welcome back to the Breaking Barriers podcast. You already know me, Xavier. We got Dorian. We got Joseph. And today we got a very special guest. We got Mr. Yusef Burgos. He is an entrepreneur, businessman of Seller. Just Seller? Yeah, the Seller. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So we got him on today, and we're just going to hop right into it. So tell us a little about yourself. Man, um, so I'm born and raised here in Buffalo, New York. Um, so went been going to school here, went to high school here. Um, went to City Honors, uh, ended up going to uh, UB uh, after after high school, ended up graduating, um, got my undergrad in accounting mm-hmm. from, uh, from UB, then also got my master's degree in accounting as well uh, from UB. So definitely education has been a big part of my, my path and my story. Um, and then I'll, that also led to me in my senior year of undergrad, opening up my business, The mm-hmm. Seller. Um, and then I also... After I graduated, got my master's, started my corporate job, was doing both both of those in unison with my mm-hmm. business as well. Well, you know, I gotta I gotta just ask this first question because I don't really normally hear like uh, like us like young males at that time like pursuing like masters and stuff like that. So explain like what was your education like like trying to like obtain those degrees? Ah man, it was challenging. Dang. Definitely uh not easy. It was at times where like of course, I wanted to quit. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to stop. Um, it was, you know, whether I had, I wanted to actually work a job, you know, go make some money to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. But ultimately, you know, th- in the long run, school was definitely it. So mm-hmm. definitely got to give a lot of uh, praise and, uh, to my parents, just being there for me, encouraging me. My mom, actually, she was a teacher for about 10 years. So that's why education has always been big in my mm-hmm. family. So Never really, I don't want to say didn't really have a choice, but like I said, always been encouraged and advocated. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that, like, I wanted to achieve something. And for, for specifically for accounting, like, that's the language of business. Mm-hmm. So I always had, a, uh, always had a spirit of, like, you know, being an entrepreneur and, you know, finding ways, little, little ways to make money. So I knew if I wanted to do anything that involved business, mm-hmm. accounting would be involved. So that was kind of like my my motivation and my end goal. So, like, I understand you were motivated, right? But what made you stay motivated but also be patient? Because, like, with, okay, so, for example, with people I know, us starting, like, clothing brands or, like, things like that, we're always trying to the quickest way possible. Mm -hmm. You took it, you kind of slowed down a little bit and said, I'm going to go to school for this, plan this out, plan this out, and then down the line, I'ma just go crazy with it. Yes, sir. What made you what made you take that route instead of quick money, quick, quick pay? Um, I mean, so it would be two things first. Um, I would say obviously with my upbringing and then my pops, you know, my dad always telling me that the turtle won the race. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. No matter no matter how fast you go, slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. So that sure. so that was that was that always, you know, keeping that in mind and also my, you know, my faith in God. But then I would say my second thing is I also didn't mention I had a I had a, a big sports upbringing. So I was very, very right. active. Um, like in, I played sports my whole life. So mm. football, basketball, and baseball. Um, and then baseball, I mean, excuse me, in high school, I played all three. I actually got recruited mm. to play football at UB, but right. ended up not playing. And that's, we could dive into that story, too, because um, I definitely think uh, – 
it's relevant to what you asked mm-hmm. me. But yeah. always growing up, you know what I mean? Everybody knows, like, in sports, you just don't go out on a court and you're shooting jumpers like Steph. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or that's you, a fun. You know, you don't go in the field and you're not throwing the ball like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes are catching it like anybody. All of that takes time. You mm-hmm. know, you, you, you practice. Exactly. Yeah, you start you, somewhere. For real. You got to crawl before you can walk. So um, kind of just having that ingrained in me, that mentality, knowing that, like, basically on the court and on the field, like, I worked, you know, for everything that, I, you know, that I that I got. And all of the skills, like, nothing was, you know, nothing was given to me. So I kind of just applied that background and that mindset to, you know, school as well and ultimately right. to my to my business. See, that's a fact. You know, I want to I do want to dive deep into it just a little. So you say you were recruited, right? Correct. And, like, you were about to get, like, a sports scholarship for college? Yeah. So what So what inspired you to take the route of, you know what, you're going to get your education, you're going to pursue your master's instead of taking the sports route? Because we know for a fact, like, if it was, like, any other, like, young brother, like, around our age, they would have been, like, we all trying to get been recruited. out of here, for, man. For yeah, real. No, no, that's a fact. I can't even lie. Like, me, you know, 17, 18, year, 18 years old, like, you talk to me, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to the league, mm-hmm. you know. Or, but being being realistic and also, like I said, just having, you know, mainly my dad in my life, he always, you know, told me the importance of education, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so we really sat down probably, like, my senior year, and he, he kind of made that hard decision for me. He was mm-hmm. like, you know what? He was like, let's be realistic. It's not too many people going to the league from mm-hmm. UB. Um, he was like, yeah, education and school is going to take you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that broke my heart as a kid. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, I, I thought I was going to go to the league. I still felt like I could have made it to the league. But, you know, I didn't rebel. I didn't, I didn't get angry. Um, I still continued to do what I had to do. And now looking back, I know that like I would not be where I am today um, if I played collegiate collegiate athletics. Uh, you know what was like managing um, like your entrepreneurial goals with working a corporate job? Managing that um, tough. Uh, I would say every every day is a struggle. You know what I mean? Um, like working a job. You know we all know it's like so. I I work in corporate, excuse me, public accounting, mm-hmm. which I would say, uh, to give you a little background, is a little bit more demanding than a, a typical nine to five, mm-hmm. you know? So with a regular job, you know, you, you clock in, you do your work and then you clock out versus with, with, with my job, um, the expectation was not really to do maybe like 10, nine, 10 hour days. And then as well to, you know, kind of like enhance your, your craft and skill kind of outside of work. So it was mm. kind of work that just never really like left your brain, almost like school. You know, when you right. when you leave mm-hmm. school, you got homework and shit. So mm-hmm. that was already, you know, a lot of stress and pressure on me. Then turning it also like my day didn't stop when I left work. I had to go to literally you know, I had to go to my business. I had to go to my store. So I would say the number one thing is just a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of sacrifice. And that's going back to you. You know what I mean? It was a lot of mm-hmm. A lot of opportunities, a lot of things that I just had to miss out on Mm. because, you know, it was either, you know, flourish, you know, and nourish my business and make sure I was there and doing the things that I had to do after I was done with work um, or, you know, go and do what everybody else was doing. So, like I said, a lot of, you know, whether it be a lot of parties, a lot of trips, um, even relationships, you know Mm. what I mean? A lot of things had to be on pause 
because all my time was just dedicated to, you know, work and my business. Mm. So, like, do you do you regret that? Because, like, I know exactly what you mean when you stop work, your job isn't over because I'm an artist. So, like, I come home from working at, you know, my day job, whatever like that, and I, and I go record, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, for, for a couple hours after that. Yeah. So I get exactly what you mean by that. So, like, do you regret making those decisions or not? Oh, not at all. Not at all. I honestly think that is what put me where I am today. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, it, it, it just don't it just don't stop. So specifically, like, you know, when you come in, when you come at home from from work and then you go into your job, like, I mean, excuse me, when you when you go into your business, you know, that is that's time. That's time after to where, you know, that's for you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the the sacrifice and the grind that you put in, you know, that's for you. You already dedicated, you already dedicated your time to to the work. Excuse me, to your job. So now, you know what you're gonna do for you after. Right. And I think what people also don't really realize or understand is like that sacrifice that you do. Whether people be like, they ask me all the time, like, you know, why do you why do you work a job? Like, mm-hmm. why do you need to do that? You know, your business is. It's doing good, it's whatnot, but one sacrifice that I made still working a job, even though it does take up a lot of my time, and they make they make me earn my paycheck. Right. But I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, basically pay my bills and live off the money from my job rather than taking out of my business. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so that so. allowed for my business to grow at an exponential level mm. because I wasn't living off of the profit. Mm. I was just constantly reinvesting the profit from my business back into it back Mm -hmm. into it so it could grow and ultimately get to that point to where it's sustained within Mm -hmm. itself so i think a lot of us like you said a lot of us young people and young entrepreneurs they're like oh i want to be my own boss i want to be my own boss i want to do this Mm -hmm. um but then they end they end up going and jumping too early and now now you're feeding yourself and taking out of your business you know basically to live when you could be you know doubling that and we all Mm -hmm. know you know how things when 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 it compounds and when it goes up yeah. exponentially, right. so I have no you know. Granted, it was a lot of days, you know, a lot of early mornings, a, a lot of late nights, and days where I really like, I wanted to give up, I wanted to stop, but you know, I, I wasn't going to because I on the back end, you know, when something is your passion, mm-hmm. when it's your dream, like you're not going, you're not going to let, you know, you're not going to let it stop you. Mm-hmm. All right. So we we're. Uh, we as in us in the room are obviously familiar with what you do. But the, for the people who don't know, like, what is it that you're talking about? Because we're just talking about all the success and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What is successful about Yusuf Burgos? Um, I mean, I would think it would be a number a number of different different things. Like, I think, you know, within my resume, obviously, I take pride in, you know, my education, things that I accomplish. But I would say from an outside perspective, probably what one of the most successful things that we've been talking about is, you know, my business, the mm-hmm. store, the seller. Mm-hmm. What the peop- seller. The seller, you know what I mean? What people in Buffalo know as what I would think is, you know, the most lit, the hottest <laughs> sneaker boutique and clothing <laughs> boutique. Talkie. <laughs> in, in, in the town, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So uh, that that is that is what I would consider, and we, and we talk about that. So, you know, we got all of the the hottest releases, all of the, mm-hmm. the latest drip, you know what I mean? Whether it be shoes and clothes, the Yeezys, mm-hmm. Jordans, uh, Off-White, Bape, Supreme. A Mary. A Mary, you know what I mean? V-Long. V-Long. Talk to <laughs> him. Talk to it. Yeah. Nah, for sure. Like, 
just for the people who like don't know, like, correct? He not lying. The seller is probably the grippiest, the drippy, the most known store in Buffalo that's gonna get you right with the drip for sure. Right. Like Nate, like it's on a different level. You know what I'm saying? Than a lot, than a lot of the other places. How did you like get started with the seller? Like the idea, and then the process of getting the team together and working on. For sure. Things. Okay. So yeah, that's definitely um, that's definitely a story within itself. It it start it kind of started at two at two avenues, and I, I guess I'll take you back um, all the way until like high school. Mm-hmm. So when, back when I was in high school, um, there was obviously no stores like mine. You know what I mean? Really mm-hmm. in Buffalo. It wasn't too many, you know, stores to where you could go and just, you know, get the drip that we wanted. Other than that, was like at the mall. Right. So, it was this, uh, it was this Facebook page called Sneaker King. You ever heard of it? Nah, I never. Okay, so yeah, yeah, years, of, year, years ago, long time ago. <laughs> he was in high school a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was basically like a marketplace to where just, like, it wasn't. It was a closed group, so it wasn't like everybody in the town. But right. this was before Facebook had, like, marketplace to where you could sell stuff and all that. Right. So it was just a community of people from all over Buffalo who was interested in the same stuff, whether it be sneakers, so, like, the Jordans, uh, Yeezys, what, foams, basketball kicks, then clothes, too. Any um, type of sneaker. Any any type of, st- any type, in, excuse me, any type of sneaker, any type of stuff along those lines to where people was actually buy, selling, and trading within mm-hmm. that marketplace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... That's when, when me, when I was in high school, you know, we would we would wear a shoe because we didn't really have no income. A lot mm-hmm. of us wasn't working. So what I would do is, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to wear the shoe for like a week or two. I'm going to flex. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to try to trade it and get another one uh, to make it seem, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we was doing or what I was doing as well. Like I was reselling sneakers. So I would wait out in a line and I'll get a pair or two and then try to try to basically sell that, make a little bit of money. Maybe right. I buy mm-hmm. something for myself. I'll wear it, flip it, and just keep doing that. So mm-hmm. sorry to get sidetracked, but that Facebook, excuse me, that marketplace, that platform was basically where I got the idea of my business because it was so, it was basically like, it was basically like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars going through that platform mm-hmm. right. on a daily to weekly basis so you took you took that and you seen how you could do it even bigger correct mm-hmm. so basically the proof of concept was already there right because it was happening in real life so basically i was like okay how could i legitimize this and right. i turn it into a storefront to do that a brick and mortar and just like you said how could i put my little twist on it to take it to the next level so that's kind of where the idea started then when i got to college i ended up running into a dude who I did a lot of business with on that page. Mm. And then he was the manager of a store called Soul High. Right. So Soul High was probably the, it was the first ever sneaker boutique in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So then I networked, I met with him. Like I said, he was the manager, you know, I was talking to him and then that's when I used my accounting background to ask him, I was like, Hey, you know, who's doing the books for this business? Um, he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, we could sit down. And he ended up plugging me with the with the owner of the store. So all three of us met. I talked to him. I asked him. I said, who's doing the books for the store? He was like, oh, you know, no one at the moment. I, I told him about myself, you know, what I right. what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My passion about shoes, but also my educational background. Mm-hmm. We gave it probably, like, 
you know, a six month trial run. Right. He liked what I was about, handled my business. I was doing the books that ended up turning to me working like a couple of days a week as well mm-hmm. on the weekend because I was in college. Mm-hmm. And and then, uh, you know, that kind of just got my feet wet as far as like in the actual business of it. And then fast forward like a couple years later, me and the same dude who was the manager, we ended up partnering with another person. So it was three of us and we ended up buying out that business mm-hmm. and then right. re- and then rebranded it to the seller. Once we rebranded it to the seller, that's when we added what you see now. So before that was just sneakers. Mm-hmm. We added the clothes. Mm-hmm. Then we also added the the buy, sell, and trade because they, they weren't doing any of that. And then we also had the aspect of having the brand new and the pre-owned as well. So, do sorry. You, oh, go ahead. Do you feel like you're responsible for bringing the resale game to Buffalo <laughs> at this level? Because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not really know about a lot of reselling and stuff like that in our city before hearing mm-hmm. about the seller attached to it. You know, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't take credit for, for like all of the resale game coming like to Buffalo because like I said, it was here. It was right. just more on a concentrated level. Right. So shout out my boys, uh, Mel and Chaz, because they was, they was probably two of the biggest resellers in Buffalo. But like I said, it was just very concentrated on more like a Facebook level. Right. Or on a need, you know, kind of need to know. So it was it was a lot of reselling going on, but I would say f- having a store, not only did it legitimize it, but it also, mm-hmm. it made it popular having that, you know, the platform right. and just connecting a lot of different people all over the city. So it definitely made it more more mainstream and a bigger light on it. Right. Yeah. Where do you think uh, the seller's going to be in 10 years? Like, what's your vision of, like, what you're, like where do you want to see your business at, like, like, within 10 to 20 years? 10 to 20 years. So I definitely want to continue to be a staple for the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I got need to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, I really, really like, like to consider the seller a big part of the culture of our city. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? On a different level of just sneakers and clothes, like just ultimately being like a hub of like people coming in, chilling and linking with a lot of mm-hmm. people. Like a lot of creatives have came through the seller and, and rubbed shoulders and elbows with each other and took that to a whole another level, right. whether right. it be art, you know, art, rapping, videography, doing podcasts, et cetera. Like a lot of people have came through the cellar. And like I said, just was in that space, you know, mm-hmm. having that space to where people could just come in, whether it be shopping or really chilling, having a good conversation, right. you know, talking about whatever, whether it be sports, you know, what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. what's going on in the town, just kind of like that barbershop element, but right. just in a different, just in a different space. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Because if you really think about it, like, clothes can do to you what a barber can do to you. You put certain clothes on and make you feel a whole different way. Come on. Carry yourself a I whole different you. way. You I got some drip on, you know what I mean? That's the fact. Right. We didn't all got fly for our birthday, you know what right. I mean? Right. Like, birthday, whatever, bro. Go on a date, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You got to have you put it that on. on, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, that's a fact. So, all right, we're talking about all, like, these positives. But what is some negatives that you've noticed from running this big staple business because a lot of people know who y'all y'all have almost 40,000 Instagram followers absolutely so not a lot of people in the city got a K next to their page so mm-hmm. a lot of people know who y'all is yeah so what's what's some negative you feel like you have experience from this um, the negatives I would say that you know when you do it you know everybody think it's easy um, right. because we live in this 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 fast pace 
society and uh, you know with, with social mm-hmm. media like mm-hmm. you're really only seeing the positives like you said and that highlight reel to where a lot of people don't understand like the work that it really really took mm-hmm. to get right. there you know what i mean to put in so that's why i wanted to highlight you know on the questions like okay having a job and a business because uh, because like a lot of you know the store for me is like that's that's the sexy part you know what i mean mm-hmm. that looks right. good but to be honest you know what i mean my education and my corporate job you know that really pr- pr- propelled me to where i could get today you know that really did it so that's why i wanted to have those conversations about the sacrifices right. and just letting people know that like Anything you do, especially when it comes to business or whatever, you got to have a five-year plan. Mm, right. You know, nothing is going to pop like this at all. Like, nothing comes overnight. No success comes overnight. Literally. It really takes about, you know, you know, a lot of some people are blessed, but it, it typically takes about five years to really get stuff off of the ground. You know what right. I mean? So for the first four years, um, me and my business partner, we didn't take no money from the business. Mm. So it's a little hard when, you know, you got this outside perception where everybody's just like, oh, you know, you own a business like you got to be rich. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, you know, I'm grinding. I'm doing everything I can to. So, you know, I ultimately could get to that point to where, like, you know, now I could, you know, not necessarily take the foot off the gas, but, you know, you just got things flowing. And right. now it's like I said, I just keep using the word compounding. And I think that's the biggest thing, too. Um, and another, another thing too, that I want to, uh, that I want to speak on. So I, um, I read like this, this like weekly newsletter mm-hmm. and it's this, uh, it's this lady, her name is Aisha Selden. Uh, Selden. She, a lot of people consider her like LLC, like Twitter auntie, but shout mm-hmm. out to her. Um, she, she also got this, this book called Mud to Millions, um, that I would recommend tapping in. Uh, but on her like most recent uh, newsletter, she talked about this thing called the black tax. Mm. And it's like w- uh, what she was explaining. It's like when you get to some type of success or how people view you as successful, you know, we all come from, you know, humble beginnings mm-hmm. and, you know, our family may not be in the same place as us. Mm-hmm. Right. So we feel that, you know, kind of need and like it's our job to either you know obligated you feel obligated obligated to help them out to to help them out to to reach out your hand for them Mm -hmm. correct correct but we tend to do that at a place to where we not even all the way there over the hump ourselves right you know what i mean so that can kind of halt and put it like our progress so how do you deal with that then because i know a lot of people a lot of people know who you are so a lot Mm -hmm. of people probably thinking he lit he got he got money I know him like that. I yes. deserve this. I deserve that. Do you, how do you deal with those situations? I think it just really comes down to, you know, the awareness of it um, and being transparent, you know, right. because obviously we want to, you know, we really do this is, you know, to create a better self for us, but our family as well. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? So it, it really is a fine line and puts us at a place to where it's like, damn, like, I don't know what, excuse me. I don't, I don't know what to do, right. but, mm-hmm. um, I think that having these conversations like this and putting it out on a table to where people we know that about it before they even get to that situation, mm-hmm. they'll be w- a lot more prepared. You know what I mean? Because this was the first time I think we all knew about it, but nobody ever like put a put a phrase on it. 
mm-hmm. like the black tax. And I'm like, damn, I really <laughs> felt that. So right. if we could have mm-hmm. those conversations before and then just being, like I said, transparent with maybe a family and just a snack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, like, I really got your back. I want the best for you, right. but I can't be a crutch for you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I'm, you know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to enable maybe, you know, your situation right. or create any laziness because a lot yeah. of, a lot of people, if they don't have that self, you know, initiative, they will just depend on you. Mm-hmm. So it's not no love. No, it's not no, like, I don't love you. Mm-hmm. I still love you. I, like I said, right. I got your back. I'm going to be here, but I just want what's best for you. So I can't do this for you right now, but eventually, you know what I mean? We're going to work and let me see some progress. And then when you get to this place, right. then I, then I can help you get over that home. Right. Yeah, so at, at yeah. the end of the day though, like you can't, you can't take care of no grown folks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like people, people, different people have measured hard work differently, but not everybody's rich because not everybody has put that hard work in. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's just a fact, right? Mm-hmm. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody uh, would do it. hundred percent. You could, you know, you could lead a horse to the water, but you can't, you know, you can't make them drink it. Right. So, you know, that's, that's also tough too. You know, when it's like, dang, you, you're doing, you feel like you're doing everything that you can for people and, and family and you know something is just not clicking so then you right. start to like you start to just understand that like you know you just can't save everybody unfortunately so mm-hmm. you know that's a learning experience and that's a progress too but you know i think like i said the best thing is just having those conversations early and knowing that that is going to happen you know right. what i mean when you get to that space and when you get to that time and it's like it's just the law of attraction you know it's the same thing too like you know, we could we could flip it in on another aspect as far as like, you know, whether it be love and relationships, you know, right. whether it be on social media and we, we post a lot of content and we want people to see us in a certain light, but not really understanding what that brings with that light too. Mm-hmm. You know? right. So just being able to like, you know, remain true to yourself and also s- kind of like take a step back and really see people for, you know, kind of who they are and what, it, what are their intentions. And, you know, you just you get a lot of like people with ill intentions, you know, when it comes always to, yeah. When you view it as successful, though. E- exactly, exactly. So of success, but we, we talking a lot about a six. We're talking a lot about success, but besides that, like who is Yusuf Burgos though? Like you said, you came up from you, you're born in Buffalo. What part? Um, I would say, so y'all know where, uh, y'all know where Oxford is. Oxford. Yeah. Oxford. In Buffalo or in Buffalo, like north. Um, uh, I, I would say like it's really so it's really central. Y'all know where the Delvin Station is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I, I live around. I grew up around the corner from the Delvin Station. So mm-hmm. the thing about the Delvin Station is it's on Main Street. Mm-hmm. So right. that's where it's split between East and West. Oh, yeah. right. So it's really like people ask me, oh, you know, you from the East side, you from the West. I'm like, I'm kind of right in the middle. You I know what I mean? I get exactly but, what you mean because I'm I'm West side, but it's right. You know. That type mm-hmm. of area. It's, it's right get, there. I exactly. So, yeah. Point. I just, people ask me, I'd be like, oh, around Kanisha's College. So, so, yeah. so what do you feel like you coming from this type of environment? How is that mold you to who you are today? Coming from Buffalo. Oh, uh, man. I mean, so mm-hmm. really, like, you got you, 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 you got to know where you came from to get where you're going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, word. Everything about my upbringing, you know what I mean, ultimately made me who 
who I am today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just the drive, the hustle, being out in the street, whether it was whether it was playing, you know, playing football every day, you mm-hmm. know, with my homies right. outside, hide and go seek, whatever. And then also some not so good things on the block All and right. being able to, you know, understand that and see that and be like, okay, I, you know, I might, I may not want to go that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I just, you know, when you, when you grow up and you have, uh, you know, these, these close friends and then you reach a certain age, some people go this, go right. like this, mm-hmm. some people go like that. Um, so I would say like, for me, going to city honors was, was definitely like very different for me, a culture shock, you know, mm-hmm. like, why? um, I was obviously like it's a predominantly white school, yeah. so um, exactly. you know I'm around a, a lot of people who I'm not used to. Uh, also, you know, a lot of my peers and friends at school uh, had you know had more than me growing up, so that mm-hmm. was a little different. Right. But you know, me playing football, me playing uh, in high school, City Honors didn't have a team, so mm-hmm. I played football for Riverside. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. So going over to Riverside. That's that's not really close. <laughs> you comparing night and day, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I had teammates to where, like, their parents wasn't picking them up from practice every day. Right. Their parents wasn't going to their games. They mm. actually was – they didn't even know what they was going to eat that night after practice. Mm. Right. So me seeing that at a young age, that really, really, like, changed my perspective and made me very, very appreciative of even what I had. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know – at, you know, at my life and, and going back to school and be like, damn, okay. Because I saw something totally different versus to where I feel like some some people, you know, they always just see what they don't have. Mm-hmm. So they never really ap- truly appreciate what they did have. So I think at a young age that put me in a space to where I was like, damn, like, okay, I may not have much as them, but I am blessed wow. compared mm-hmm. to them. So, and then also just, you know, talking to them and like, I end up, I ended up becoming a captain of my football team. So okay. I still I still talk to a lot of these dudes that I played with to mm-hmm. this day and I hold them close as as you know, as dear friends. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, they respected me. And when I first got over there, they was like, mm, you go to you go to City Honors, like you must be like this. And I'm like, <laughs> what, 100%, you, what like you mean? You know what I mean? So they, they obviously looked at me some type of way, but you know, when they got to know me and really see me for, you know, for who I was, we ended mm-hmm. up making a bond and a, a, you know, a special type of connection that, like I said, we still have to this day. So, right. I want to talk about the community a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, thirty under thirty. You mean you talked about your accounting, and um, you know, your business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, with the community, what do you feel like you already bring, and what can you bring? Like, what's on the way? What what uh um. Honestly, you know, when it comes to our community, right now, the number one thing that I want to provide is mainly inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, letting no letting other, you know, kids and people that look like us know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you really, really could do that, do this and do, you know, really whatever you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I think in my space, as far as being an entrepreneur and having a business, you know, Sometimes, you know, you just have these sites to where it's like, damn, like, how did they do that? How did mm-hmm. they achieve that? Like, is it even possible? And I think I'm a living example of, like, it really is possible. You know, it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifices and yeah. a grind. Mm-hmm. But you really can come 
from you know w- where we come from and experience where what we do and ha- you know have a business or like i said do whatever you want to do um mm-hmm. now you know what do i want to bring to the community uh in the future and what i'm working on is now opportunity you know what i mean mm-hmm. i understand that i came from you know a situation going you know going to school and education etc that like everybody is not fortunate enough to have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I also know that regardless of, you know, regardless of where I came from, like, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources, but I never, never felt unloved. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I felt like for Preach. me, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had a, I had a love privilege and that ultimately is, you know, a testament of my parents mm-hmm. and my support system. So yeah. I do understand that as well. So I feel blessed, you know, and I feel very, very grateful for that. And I never forget about that. But th- that's just not the same for everybody, unfortunately. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So some people need help. Some people need a sense of community. Some people yeah. really need to know that, like, yo, somebody is really looking out for them or really mm-hmm. cares about their well-being. So, you know, right. big, you know, just doubling down on that is, like, opportunity. So now, mm-hmm. you know, with my, with my business, like, how can I use that to – give back to the community, but also create opportunities. So whether it be, you know, doing doing things like this, a pot a podcast and telling my story and, you know, hopefully inspiring somebody else. But now going to like opportunities as far as jobs, you know, mm-hmm. growing my business. You asked me earlier, I didn't really get to touch on it, but you know, creating a, a excuse me, a bigger business mm-hmm. to where now I can actually start employing people from the community. Yeah. You know, diversifying my business as well, yeah. opening up other things and tapping into different industries to mm-hmm. where now, you know what I mean? Hey, like, I got this opportunity for you. Or, you know, we could intern and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just on a broad perspective. But then specifically with the accounting, like I said, it's the language of business. Mm-hmm. It's involved in anything you do, whether it be music, whether you sell right. hair. Mm-hmm. Doing nails, it's the numbers. a sports team, it's the numbers. Every business has an accountant. Mm-hmm. So me being in a space as far as accounting in the corporate world, it's not too many people in that uh, in an accounting space that look like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really, really understand the value of it and how like how important it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I think that you know using my experience now, okay, I think it's on me to kind of like have the next young accountant or somebody in that space to like mm-hmm. kind of bring them up and provide them with, you know, not only mm-hmm. an opportunity, but tutelage as well. Because people ask me literally every day, Hey, you know, can you do my books? Can you do this? Oh, you do taxes, this, this and that. So unfortunately I haven't gotten to a space to where I could actually, you know, service and help those people because I'm just too busy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I never forget about those people. And I do, like I said, I see the value of it in our community. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm in this space, and I, I'm not going to say that there's none, but I don't know too many black accountants in Buffalo. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially younger ones. Right. So there there probably is some older ones, and I don't want to be disrespectful at all. You're the only one I know. I'm going to say it mm-hmm. for you. You, don't you know what I mean? I, I just don't but know too too many. So, like I said, I see the, the, you know, the opportunity in the space, and I would love to kind of you know bring somebody up to where now – I could be like, I'm handing you, I'm handing you business, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we could grow that to where now we make a big impact in the community because if anybody, you know, you want, you need help with this, whether it be anything in the finance world, we can assist. Mm-hmm. And now we help helping the community as a whole because, you know, a lot of us don't have that, that background, that knowledge or the awareness 
So it was very important to, you know, having a successful business, whether it be that or even just, a, you know, being having life, you know, financial literacy mm-hmm. is very, very important. So the accounting yeah. aspect, a lot of we just think of accounting and we just think of oh taxes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sitting, sitting behind a computer, just crunching numbers all day. And that's really not the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a lot more to it and a lot of opportunities. So that's kind of like my vision as far as like how I want to give back, you know, to the community. Yo, you you answer questions without us asking. You know that? <laughs> like I like it's just like probably the like the third time where you've been talking and I had like one or two questions to ask you and you answered it in just talking. <laughs> but but um yeah, so just just to go just to go back a little bit. Yes, sir. Cause I had a this one thing to wrap up this part, this part of it. So, okay. You you Grew up Main Street area, whatever like that, right? Yeah. And then you went to City Honors, which is a predominantly white school. Yep. How how is it? Can you just run us through that type of experience? Because I've been through it before, mm-hmm. but I was younger. I didn't really mm-hmm. go through that from high school up. So yeah. Can you just run us through that? Like how, what did you, what lessons and things you learned from that experience? Oh, man. A lot mm-hmm. of lessons. Sort of probably the biggest one that I would say it going through that is like, don't lose yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when you are at an age where you're trying to find yourself. It's a lot of changes being a teenager, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. But you cannot get lost in the sauce, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, thankfully, you know, because I had some other friends too, that unfortunately did because mm-hmm. we was just surrounded by, you know, so many different type of people at right. that age. That's naturally like, you just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I had my I had my dad, you know, and my parents and my cousins t- to make sure that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just realized one day and I was like, oh, you know what I mean? I know who I am. I'm going to stay true to my identity. And, you know, I'm going to just take a step back. Right. Um, so then that ultimately led to me going to college to where it really just, it really just, like, opened up my eyes to a whole new world. And, like, it was people, people like, out there that that looked like us that had the same goals and ambitions and, and and different things because sometimes I feel like Buffalo as a town you know is so small and it's so small minded that like when I was a kid growing up it was a lot of people that, you know that was in my neighborhood in my community and they'd be like why are you talking white mm-hmm. and I'm like what does that mean you know what I mean right. Right. how does you know how is like education and white like there's no correlation between mm-hmm. that you know what i mean so that's kind of what i had to deal with growing up um and i think that was just a product of of buffalo being a small mind you know excuse me a small town um and just you know that ignorance that breeds with with certain generations mm-hmm. so I, I know that we are we're definitely getting out of that which is good but um that was like that was like tough on me you know what i mean kind of being stuck in the middle like right not you know not what's the name, you know, black enough for one side, and then I'm obviously not white, so mm-hmm. it just put me in a space to where I was like, oh damn, like you kind of just feel like an outsider. As a kid, mm-hmm. that can be, you know what I mean? Right. It can really be conflicting. It can be conflicting, yes. And mm-hmm. you're just like, damn, like you either feel alone or you don't know what to do because as a kid, you really just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough, like I said, to have my family mm-hmm. to really ground me, but some people don't have that that same, you know, background. So I would say, like, you have to stay true to yourself. You know, don't, you know, it's okay. You know what I mean? Be you, uh, you know, be comfortable, 
and 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 make sure that like you just stay true to to you and who you are whoever that is you mm -hmm. know what i mean and don't right. be ashamed or afraid of it just because the people around you it may be different right? yeah after I feel you on that one, and I really appreciate like all the wisdom you just dropped on us. Like you are for a fact, you're doing like good work in the community, like just your own business. Like you are, you're on the grind, and I really appreciate that about you. Yeah. So, we do a little segment here on the podcast called the Hot Seat. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna ask you like uh, uh, tons of questions. Well, not a lot, but uh, we just want to get your answer about it, just to get a better sense of like. Uh, just your person, not like your personal life, like, yeah. life who, you like are. who you are. Yeah, who basically. Are. So, yeah. we're gonna kick it off with uh, one of our favorite questions: pizza or wings? So, um, I'm actually a pescatarian, so I don't uh, eat, so I don't eat meat right anymore. But mm -hmm. I would have to say. You know, we from Buffalo, so wings. That's Isn't how you that? know you getting money, though. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no regular Buffalo diet. <laughs> yes, sir. All <laughs> right. Favorite spot to visit in Buffalo? Favorite spot to visit? Uh, um, right now, I have to say my store, for sure. Right. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, before that. Where is that? Tell them. So, it's 448 Elmwood Avenue. It's going mm. Elmwood, the corner of Elmwood, uh, Bryant. You want to see our store, big sign, a seller, nice bright windows you know you go by you'll see the kicks and everything mm -hmm. so yep, that's where we at uh outside of buffalo probably one of my one of my uh favorite places would be niagara falls mm, all right um a, a lot a lot of energy mm -hmm. there that Absolutely. um i think we kind of like lose sight of or we take for granted just because it's so normal you know uh -huh. what i mean but like at the end of the day people travel from all uh -huh. over the world to see it so yep. we really that's got a landmark yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely all right favorite sports team Oh, the Bills. Amen. You know, yes. I'm Bills Mafia, born and raised. I was born mm -hmm. in Unsis. Unfortunately, a lot of heartbreak, but, mm -hmm. you know, I can imagine. at the yeah, end man, of the day, lot, we, lot of heartbreak, we loyal. You know, Tons of heartbreak. So, man, I didn't, I didn't sing a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely never lose sight, and I'm, a, I'm Bills Mafia all the way. All right, that's lit. Our friend Daniel isn't here, but uh, uh, he. this is one of his favorite questions, so hopefully you answer it right for him. Mm -hmm. uh, Kobe, LeBron, or Jordan? Okay, so I'm probably the biggest Kobe guy you could ever uh, think of. I'm definitely Kobe all the way. Daniel just loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and Man. I would say it's the Mamba mentality. Like, Amen. come on, that mm -hmm. is a, that's a big part of, you know, I feel like for me, but also, you know, that we could just, that, that type of mentality to just attack, you know, stay locked in. Just mm -hmm. body everything and you do, basically. kill everything <laughs> in front of you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Literally, though. About it, the, you know, the sacrifices and all everything yeah. that he had to make and do, like, I think that that just applies to, you know, our life um, in many, many more aspects than just sports. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah, Absolutely. I was always a big Kobe fan growing up and you know sure. unfortunately yeah. you know God rest his soul but yeah. still you know definitely Amen. Kobe got you but I would say though LeBron mm -hmm. you know he's the GOAT off the court you know what I mean yeah. the things that he's doing a role model for I mean on the court too though oh that you know I that's mean. your opinion <laughs> personally yeah I was about to say I I don't know a lot of, you know we have that debate MJ uh, LeBron, but as far as like what he's doing off of the court, like I was nah, saying, for sure. um, you know, never had no bad negative like run-ins with the media throughout his whole career. Mm -hmm. He is a role model, got a family, he's building schools, you know what I mean? I think his 
his impact as far as what he can make mm-hmm. um, on this world, like, it hasn't even started yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think we'll really, really start to see the changes yeah. that he can, you know, make for us probably after he retires. And, you know, hopefully yeah. he can own a team one day. Mm. You know what I mean? And hopefully that, like, that transpires into the NFL. So yeah. it's definitely becoming debatable, like, which is the better LeBron on or off the court. But y'all know the reason why he's been playing even till right now. He only he only still in the NBA to play with Bronny. Play with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's he, just, it. he just said it. He don't got to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. He's, he just said it. He's like, whatever team draft his son, his last year he want to play with his son. He don't. He said it's not about the money. He don't mm. care where it's at. Where? He, he could pay him a dollar. He just want to play with his son. So All right. you got to respect right. that. You got it. That's a fact. Uh, final question. Yes, sir. What's your biggest fear in life? My biggest fear. Mm. That's deep, bro. Mm-hmm. That is definitely uh, that is definitely a good one. Let me see. Um, Creasing your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um, ah, my biggest fear. So I would say like. Hmm, that's a great question. Got me, got me on my toes. <laughs> um, biggest fear, because you could have like, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like this on a much, much deeper level. You know, oh yeah. I feel like a lot of people just like, oh, I hate, I hate, uh, I hate animals Spiders. or <laughs> bugs or I hate, you yeah, know, yeah, what that's is not it? Your greatest fear. I hate snakes. Yeah, I'm I hate like that. heights or something <laughs> like that. I would say for me, you know, really just like. You know, not, n- not really like fulfilling. You know, my purpose and potential. Mm. Um, so, how will you ever know that you accomplished that? Um, I feel like when you just have like when you just have one hundred percent faith mm-hmm. in God and like and and who you're supposed to be and believe that you're on the right path, you'll just start to notice that like things just always end up working out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether it be, whether it be a L, or or like it may not worked up worked out for you in that time. Mm-hmm. Right. You see that it was a lesson for you, or you needed to go through that, or it ultimately set you up for where you were supposed to be. So in the future, I, you know what I mean. I think the the biggest difference, like between a winner and a loser, is a winner just try it one more time. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's really that's really what it comes down to, and you know, all successful people and whether what walks of life or industry, um, they have faced adversity and they have took a loss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they have failed. So that's the one thing too. You know, you can't be afraid of failure mm-hmm. because everybody has experienced and everybody has been through it. You know, and it's ultimately like a gift. Mm-hmm. I look at it as the gift of failure mm-hmm. because that is where you really learn your character. And you learn your most important lessons, and the people who make it and that are quote unquote successful, mm-hmm. they just didn't let it stop them. You know what right, I mean? Like realistically, no one, no one's gonna care if you just stop at failing. Like you fail, all mm-hmm. right. You win though, and then, and then you keep going, going through all the obstacles. Now you lit, then now everybody care. Yeah. So it took you, 
you gotta go through some hardships in life. That's a fact. Absolutely. But yeah, you know I, mean? I don't. For people that's watching, I don't know if y'all like see us like moving a little bit. It's really hot. In here. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, blazing yeah. in here. It, it's definitely toasty, but um, yeah, you know, like like Meek said, wins and wins and losses, right? right? You know, that's that's just a part of life. So, All right. so what oh. what what can we see coming next for the seller? Ah, what can we see? What's on the page next? Um, so you know, we we going into you know our summer season. So hopefully, you know, a lot of just a lot of like good inventory, a lot of good things coming through. Definitely going to be pop up season. So hopefully, just bringing a lot of opportunities, whether it be to other local brands or you know bringing some some artists to the yeah. town and mm-hmm. just you yeah, know. I was going. I was going to ask. I got any more future collabs with artists? Because I know y'all be working with Benny. Yeah, all all the Gazetta. So, you know, I I can't necessarily drop the details now, but I would just say stay tuned. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) stay tuned, tap in, because we definitely got some things on the horizon. So always try to do that, you know, and I know they they like to be involved in the community and and our in our homes, hometown. So that's just what I, you know, what I like to do to be able to give that, you know, that avenue and that hub, like I said, for for everybody just to enjoy that but shout out Griselda for sure (laughs) yeah got you so well that's all we got for today again thank you for coming to us like this was a really great conversation and once again just keep up the grind I I need to visit that shop one day I have I've not been to the cellar but all the promotion you just gave gave me today I'm showing (laughs) up so that's all we got for you guys today uh, again, we got Dorian, my boy Joseph, and Mr. Yusef Burgos on the podcast today. So hope you guys enjoyed this conversation we had. Again, uh, support Breaking Barriers Buffalo. They are a parent organization. And please tune in to, our, to me, Joseph, and uh, Dorian Generator Z podcast. Uh, we, just, we, will, we just talk about basic life stuff, just stuff that we as young people care about. So please tune in to that podcast as well. And that's all we got for you today. So have a blessed day.